प्रापयति मे मति Discover that knack. 
in the meditation seat, how to handle one's own mind, because each mind is different. You cannot give a general rule. It doesn't work. So each one has to discover what works for you and then stay with that. So this is Bhupayataha. Now, Arjuna now got another doubt now. It is very interesting doubt. You will also like it. Arjuna at the time of war, the age was 80 year old. Okay. Arjuna and Krishna's age was 80 year old. Think about it, 80 year old, he was very strong. Aajkal to 80 to vichara uthne sakta hai, nishu bhetne sakta hai. But here, see, Arjuna was fighting. Krishna was also 80. But Krishna the Bhagavan, he never ages, so it's not a problem. But Arjuna was mighty and powerful. Now he has Arjuna Vacha Ayatishraddha Yopeto Yoga Chalita Manasa Aprapya Yoga Samsithyam Gangadim Krishna Gachati Achinno bhaya viprashta, chinna prami vanashyati, apradishto mahabhaho, vimutho brahmanapati, etanme samshayam krishna, Marhasya Sheshataha Todanyas Samshayasya Chetana Kyupa Patyate A simple question Arjuna uses three verses to express his doubt. <laughs> that shows he was very anxious. <laughs> His anxiety is shown there. He says, Ayati Shraddhayo Pedaha. Yati means Yataha means Yatna, effort. Ayati means not put, literal meaning is not putting forth effort, but that is not the meaning here. But the meaning here is not putting forth enough effort. Ayati. Shraddhayopetaha, but with great faith. Yoga Chalita Manasaha. And Yoga Chalita Manasaha, slipped from yoga. So, a person who is practicing meditation, yoga here, Dhyana Yoga, he is practicing. But because of maybe it is not proper effort or he has not put forth enough effort. So what happens? He has not achieved the goal, the goal of perfection, moksha. Chalita Manasa means yoga prashtahaya, so one who fall from yoga. Aprapya yoga samsithyam, without reaching that perfection, yoga rudattvam, kaam gadim krishna gachadi, to what? What is the lot of that person? What is in store for him? 
a person who has given up everything and started meditating and then in the middle of his meditation let us say after practicing for a long time he dies away let us say he quits his body but he has not reached the perfection so what happened to that person whatever effort that he had put forth is it a waste he has to start all over again again is that so what is the result what is the lot for that person so arjuna is worried the more he thought about it he started worrying <laughs> because he's already 80 now <laughs> the 80 year old person he will not have too much time to practice also so he is thinking that suppose i start now <laughs> after the war is over i sit down and practice meditation i don't have too much time now at least maybe 20 years maybe 15 years and during this time i will not achieve the goal <laughs> what will happen i have given up my royal pleasures etc that is also given up i haven't got the achieved the ultimate bliss that is promised by the lord <laughs> that atyantam sukhamashnude and all that bhagwan promised that that greatest sukham you will gain it that also is not there so what will happen you know my effort is waste <laughs> so should i if he is a king now he wants to once it is convinced he wants to propagate the whole country that everybody should meditate <laughs> so he is a king he can do that so if such a philosophy practices if it is not practical if it is not the bridal suddenly have something happen the person is lost completely all his effort is waste then he is anxious now what will happen to that soul <laughs> now then is it the 38th verse kachinno vaya vibrashta chinna apram eva nashyati it is something like chinna apram eva nashyati from a cluster of clouds a small patch of cloud gets separated and in the wind what happened it gets dis- completely destroyed <laughs> completely broken <laughs> like a broken cloud will he be fallen kachinna is it kachin ubhayavibrashtaha from fallen from both side ubhayavibrashtaha <laughs> so neither there nor here it's like trishangu so he could not reach there and neither come here in between kachinna ubhaya viprashtha chinna pramivanashyati like a broken cloud will he be destroyed apradishto bhavaho apradishta means supportless and mahabaho now here arjuna is calling bhagwan as mahabaho <laughs> mighty armed soldier vimudho brahmanapadi mood up deluded in the path of brahman so this person again remained uh, deluded you know ignorant in the path of brahman because he has not achieved the goal and he left his pleasures in the world also what will be his lord ubhay prashtha fall from fallen from both side like a broken clock Now this much is enough actually, but he had one more verse <laughs> that shows his uh, anxiety. Etan me samshayam krishna chetumarhasya sheshadaha 
This is my doubt. I mean, he doesn't have to say this is my doubt. You already said it is. <laughs> but he says, Edan me samshayam Krishna, chetu marhasya sheshadaha. This doubt of mine, O Krishna, please dispel completely. <laughs> this remove this doubt completely. Because to the nyas samshayasya because there is nobody else who can remove this doubt. <laughs> because you are Bhagavan, nobody else who can remove. Because you said you are the Vedaham, you said you yourself Veda from you alone. So in the fourth chapter Bhagavan said, I am the one who is one manave praha, manurutsha gave pravit, evam parampara praptam, imam rajasriyo, Vidhu Vidyata, he said, you are the one who taught to all these people, the Vedas, the, this knowledge. So therefore, you are the right person to dispel this ignorance. Nobody else can do this. So, nobody else will be able to dispel this doubt. Hmm. Actually, this verse is not necessary. Some commentator writes that. It is his doubt. Bhagavan knows it is a doubt and you don't have to say, this is my doubt. <laughs> you know, it is something like, you know, editors. It has not passed through proper editing, that is the thing. <laughs> so, one, um, one place, you know, one fish market, there was a sign. Fresh fish sold here. And that sign was there. Now, editor went, he looked at the sign. He said, fresh fish sold here. He said, this is wrong. This is too much words. You should not write all this. You remove the fresh because you are selling fish only because you are not selling old fish. So only fresh fish only you are selling. So remove the fresh fish sold here. Then another editor came. He said, Fish sold here. You are selling here only, you are not selling somewhere else. So here you remove. So what is there now? Fish sold. <laughs> Another editor said, you are selling fish because we can smell the fish one mile away. You don't have to say it is fish. So <laughs> sold, that is enough. <laughs> so this is how editors are. So but here anyway, uh, this this added just to show that Bhashikara Shankaracharya says that this is because of Arjuna's anxiety. <laughs> now Bhagavan is answering Sri Bhagavan Vacha Vinasastasya vidyate. 
vinasaha tasya that person who is a meditator dhyana yogi for him there is no destruction vinasastasya vidyate nahi kalyana kashchide durgatim tadagachchade is a very famous line it's a very famous verse in bhagavad gita nahi kalyana kashchide the one who is kalyana krite kalyana here means not marriage okay kalyana mandapam you know so kalyana means not marriage here the person who is kalyana krite so some people are translated like that the person who is kalyana krite means the one who does marriage <laughs> means a pandit who is <laughs> performing the marriage for him durgadim tadana kachari never comes to any harm <laughs> so it's not like that here kalyana means mangalam auspicious action noble action so the one who performs noble action nahi kalyana krite kaschide durgadim tadagachati any person who is a doer of good he never goes to any ill fate tata tata shabda tata generally is for father but here father himself is the son so therefore tata shabda is used here for son also but arjuna was not son of krishna but then shishya also is called tata son so generally guru shishya samvada because gurus all shishyas are gurus children only so therefore tata shabda is appropriate used used here so now the question comes this is a very famous debatable verse also people so much of commentary is there on this particular verse because people generally say swami ji if that is a case i see people who are good people suffer isn't it and bad people prosper so this is <laughs> if you say nahi kalyana tat kasya durgadim tadagachchadi it is you know it is not um, our experience it is totally contradictory <laughs> so only kalyana kat only suffer so people who are this uh, what you call black market guys or this uh, mafia people they are the one rolling in money and they have billions and trillions of dollars of money sitting there and they are running big big five star hotels and uh, the gambling den and all that they are running <coughs> and uh, he is not kalyana krutu <coughs> but people who are nice like people like us you know we are doing noble things we are not harming anybody we are only doing whatever that we can do good things only we do but we suffer so this is our question i mean uh, this argument is because we say only drishtabalam adrishtabalam that we don't see see a person one argument is that a person who is a good person see there are in ramayana there is one particular argument there it is said ravana was 100% evil see there is no question about a little bit of goodness in him you know 100% because killing people and destroying somebody he has no qualms <laughs> he 
doesn't even bother about it afterwards. But other people, people who have little goodness, what happened? Even after killing somebody, he cannot sleep afterwards. He will regret. That regret was not there in him. Hundred percent bad. Now that person, hundred percent bad, means single pointed in badness. Also, he was single pointed. But when it comes to us, we cannot be that single pointed bad. Hundred percent bad, we cannot be. The same time, we are not hundred percent good. When it comes to Rama, he was hundred percent good. But our case, we are not hundred percent good. <laughs> that is a problem. So, if you want to be successful or to be noble, and you have to be hundred percent noble, and that hundred percent nobility is not there in our activities. We have little bit of coloured <coughs> papas also there. That is the problem. And when it comes to practicing virtues, you cannot say I am ninety-nine percent honest. <coughs> In honesty, you have to be hundred percent honesty because you don't know that one person when it will jump, <coughs> where which direction it will go. So therefore, in values and virtues, when you practice, it has to be hundred percent. This is one point. Second point is that this person maybe now he is suffering. From your standpoint, he is suffering. But in his standpoint, if you look at it, he is not suffering. <laughs> that is also point. So from a from a from your standpoint, he may be suffering. But his standpoint, he is not suffering. <laughs> that is also possible. A noble person. He will consider that whatever that is happening to me, oh Lord, it is Bhagwan's prasadam. <laughs> he will take it as Ishara prasadam and accept it. This is second argument. Third argument is that you know a person may be suffering, now, enjoying now because of whatever reason it is. If he has done some evil activities, as a result of that evil activities, he is enjoying now. But what is the guarantee that it will last? <laughs> And you have seen also people, such people are taken to jail and imprisoned. <laughs> They have been extradited from the country and taken to another country and imprisoned for life. Like that also, you have seen that. So, and a person who may be suffering now because of his some past karmas he must have done, even though he has not done anything bad this life, but some because of some past life. It has come and hit him now, but that will be temporary. Because of his good action, he will overcome that, and he will have a good life also. That is also possible. So we can we can explain it away, saying that this suffering that a good person is going through because of his past. So therefore, the you cannot look at immediate result and say this is the this is it and. Is not correct, etc. We cannot put a stamp on it. So, a good person will never suffer because he cannot do bad things. It is impossible for a person who is noble-hearted to commit a sin because it will hurt him. It will hurt him more than anybody else. So, therefore, good people will. Never good people with noble activities, like especially a person who is practicing dhyana marga, so dhyana yoga, that person will never come to suffer. Bhagwan is promising here. <laughs> so this is a very good promise 
Bhagavan is telling that. Why? Because whatever that punya that he has gained, let us say he has practiced meditation for 10 years, then after 10 years he dies and go away. What happened to that 10 years of practice of meditation? What will happen to that? That is a question, right? Bhagavan says, it will be carry forward. <laughs> she says, the next verse, Prapya Punyakritam Lokan Ushitva Shashwati Sama Suchinam Srimatam Prashto Vijayate. There are two categories of people. Now, this person who was practicing meditation, Dhyana Yoga, that person who has, a, what do you call that? Yes, he has attained certain level of um, spiritual perfection, but at the same time he has some desires unfulfilled desires are there. Let us say 90% purity and 10% vasanas he has got. Then such person what will happen? He says, Prapya Punyagradam Lokan. After death, he will go to Punyagradam Loka means he will go to heavens. So a loka where you experience, where you will get due to your Punya. Punya means noble activity. Because of your punya, you will attain a goal that is surga, heaven. He will enjoy sometime that heavenly pleasures, prapya punyakrita and logan. When that punya is exhausted, ushitva shashwati samaha suchi nam srimatam gehe. Then afterwards, he will come and be born in a pure family. Suchi nam srimatam gehe. Suchi means noble family. So, like a noble family means a family where childhood onwards, the child will be able to, the atmosphere is there for him to learn our shastras because parents are also scholars. They start teaching the child from childhood onwards. So, suchi nam. Not only that, Srimatam Kehe, he will have money also, enough that family will be wealthy so that the boy will not have to suffer in the, from the childhood onwards. So, Srimatam Suchinam Kehe, Yoga Prashto Vijayade, such a person who has fallen from yoga, he will be given such birth. <laughs> so, you can see that in our life also, there are some children are born. Brilliant, isn't it? Some children are born with all their other prodigy, child prodigy, say they. Nowadays we see, hear that. A three-year-old girl is able to remember all that. And we have seen also in Madras or some South India and other one child was able to recognize all ragas. So difficult Karnatics, ragas. The child was able to, only thing you have to give her some chocolate, then she will, she will tell you this is a raga. That is it. So these are all, it is not accident. <coughs> they are all, no effect is without a cause. You cannot say that this is uh, some, some accident in life. No, you cannot explain it away that way. Because in life there is nothing 
comes without a cause. In previous life, the child must have done tapas. <laughs> that is why the child is able to do that. So continuation of it is. So like that you can see some people are born in certain families. Why this jiva is born in this family? Because that family has got the parents are very noble people and they have studied stastras. When the childhood after the uh, the Etnobhavida onward, the father himself will teach him all the Shastras, Vedas. So, <coughs> then that will be a great uh, plus for that child. So, Suchinam, Srimadam, Gehe, also they will be wealthy enough so that the child from childhood onwards, he will not lack anything. <coughs> so, this is the one type of a Jiva <coughs> who has practiced yoga. But at the same time, he has not completely purified. There is a 10% vasanas or impurities are still there. Such a person, as a result of his tapas, he will go to heaven and enjoy for a long time. And after the punya is exhausted, he will come down to earth. <coughs> because it is said in, in Prasnavanishad, it is said, if your punya is 100%, then you will go to heaven. Then Papa is hundred percent, we go to hell. <laughs> then Papa Punyas become fifty-fifty, we will come to earth. <laughs> so the human birth is called, you know, we have fifty-fifty. That is why sometimes we are happy, sometimes we are unhappy. These are all because of our Papa Punyas. So this balancing fifty-fifty Papa Punya is human life. <laughs> so it's karma bhumi, it is said. So, Bhagavan is promising here, there is no loss to your practice, don't worry. <laughs> it is, a, it will be carried forward, okay? No waste at all. So, don't be discouraged that what will happen after death, suppose I practice so much intently and then what will happen to me? <laughs> don't, don't even worry about it because Bhagavan promises here, this soul, Whatever, wherever he left, he will continue from there. Then second category is that in the practice of meditation, this person has attained that 100%, let us say 99%, only 1% is left. So that person, it is very rare. So such person, such jivas, what happened to them? Athava yogina meva. Lepavati dhimatam, etathidurlapataram, loke janmayadi drisham. Athava, so the, the other type of people who are 99% pure. So that birth, because one person is still there, that's why he's taking birth. Otherwise, he would have attained mukti. So, he takes birth where? Yoginam eva kule bhavati He will be born to yogis' families. Edati durlapataram. Bhagavan says it is very rare. Why? Because a yogi, if he is a mahayogi, he will not get married. <laughs> that's another problem. And a yogi, and he has to marry also. <laughs> so it is a combination comes very rarely. 
therefore such birth is very rare you can see that you know our shankaracharya's birth and then our you know this jnandev gurti jnandev mukta bai and all that those uh yes gurti jnandev two more anyway there were four four children all of them came to whom this jnandev's uh, father was a sanyasi Then Sanyasi, because he left home and then to went to some guru. He was married person. Who he left one day. He took, he got vairagya and he went and took sanyas from one mahatma. Then he was living in the ashram. Then what happened? This guru of this person, he went for a round and in the in the he was the, he was going round in the country and then happened to go to this family where this. this uh, wife and wife was there so she served him nicely and then she said uh, you know this mahatma blessed her putravadi bhava you know generally <laughs> mahatma has when they get bichha and all that afterwards they say annadata sukhi bhava or putravadi bhava and this child this girl started crying what is that <laughs> maharaj you are blessing me to have children but my husband has left me and gone and then he asked who is this person then she told the name and other then he understood this is my shishya <laughs> now he said he went back and said you go back <laughs> your duty is with your wife and this all that so that is your duty. so he cannot now he has taken sanyasa but at the same time guru's order is there so he cannot go against guru's order so he came back and lived a grahastha life and then he got children like navrati jnandev and what kind because these people these jivas had to come down <coughs> when they have to take birth they have to find a proper patra proper womb to enter that particular you know life so naturally they have to be mahayogis so these people were mahayogis therefore the birth took place like shankaracharya's birth is also this uh, aryamba and shivaguru they were also great tapasvis shivavaktas therefore they had the opportunity to <coughs> have this so etatthi durlabhataram even born in the family of the wise yogis indeed birth like this is very difficult to obtain in this world it is difficult but it is see it is happening in the history we have seen many mahatmas great saints See, their birth itself is a great <coughs> uh, because to the parents were great people, therefore it happened that way. <coughs> Now after afterwards, what happened? Suppose a person who has got ninety percent <coughs> punya and ten percent uh, impurities. That person is prade punya krdan lokan shitwa shashudi samaha shuchi nam sri madangye ke yoga prasto vijayate. That person who has born to a noble family <coughs> and their parents were educated and also also they were religious people. So bringing up the child in that religious atmosphere was easier <coughs> and study the scriptures also become easier because parents were educated. area to such a person what will happen is ibagwan says 
close his eyes, meditate and all that. Then the father, the brother scolded him, saying that if you want to be a sannyasi swami, this is a house, is not the place. Get out from here. <laughs> and he, he just scolded him, thinking that he will not take it seriously. But Ramana Maharshi took seriously. He left home. And then he continued his experiment and he attained that state. <coughs> ah, so Sahaja Samadhi said so. So everybody, there will be, because of the Purusamskara, there will be a point, a turning point comes to them. And suddenly they remember their past and they completely they will change. Tatradam Puttisam Yogam Lebhade Parodehigam Yatate Chatato Bhujaha Then they do prayatna, effort. It is not that they will automatically become that. So once they remember this is the path I had to take, then once they take up that path, they will intensify their effort. Dohuya, <clears throat> again, samsiddho guru nandana. Then they achieve that perfection in that life. So most of the Mahatma story, if you look at it, you will see that kind of situation where they are reminded, you know, our Tusidaji also story, if you look at it. So he, he, he was Rama Bhakta, actually. <clears throat> He was born Rama Bhakta because when he was born, instead of crying, he said Ram. So they say Rambola. They call him Rambola. So that was his name of Tulsidaji first. Then afterwards he grew up. Then what happened? He studied under his guru. Then he came back to his village and started serving in the temple as a priest. Then, then he got married to <coughs> some young girl next village. Then after once he got married, he got so attached to his wife and uh, because he never had, his mother died, he didn't have any sister or anybody. So there was no the womanly love he had. So therefore whatever love he had, he invested on her completely. And this is so embarrassing to her also. And one day it so happened that she had to leave home and uh, she went to her father's house for some reason and Tusidaji uh, came home, she was not there. Of course there was a slip there, you know, I am going to my parents' house and all that. So that uh, he saw, he knew where she has gone. And But loneliness gripped him, suddenly she is not there, the whole house is empty. And he could not take that emptiness and it is the night, it was pouring rain. He went in search of her and he crossed the river and he didn't have anything river was in a flood and he didn't have anything to cross so there was something floating he, he held on to it and crossed the river it was then for he found out after it was a dead body he didn't even know that so then he was so engrossed in the thought of her and he forgot it was even a dead body and then he, he reached the house the house all the gates everything was closed and then he was looking for something to jump across the, uh, the wall and there was something hanging. It was a snake but he didn't even know that. And he held on to that and across the, the wall also jumped across the wall and then reached the, the door of his wife's room and he knocked at the door. And when she opened the door, what did she see? Her husband completely drenched in rainwater looking pathetic standing there. 
any one of you would have been very happy to see so much love he has got for me <laughs> but instead of this girl got so angry with him saying that if this much of love if you are shown to bhagwan ramchandra ji he would have given you blessing or darshan by now why are you wasting your time attaching to this physical body which is filled with the blood and marrow <laughs> when he heard that he said think about it that maturity that is a turning point for you see that he never said okay i will have come let me spend the night here tomorrow morning i will go <laughs> or something like he didn't say that he immediately took a right about turn and walked away <laughs> so this is the turning point this is what the <clears throat> the because of that purva janma samskara so that some some turning point some incident is necessary small incident if any husband so every all husbands you know wives must have told something like that you know similar term they must have told many times but what happened they will go to maximum the shopping mall and come back yehi to zindagi hai they say this is what is life what is there like that they will say and continue <laughs> but because tusida ji was ready so therefore because of his poor samskara those words were like uh, arrows to him <coughs> continuing purva bhyasena te naiva purva bhyasena te naiva kriyate yavashopi saha kriyate yavashopi saha jitnya surapi yogasya even though he resist but sometimes some power is pulling him towards that you will see jitnyasurabi he may start with jitnyasu jitnyasu means a curiosity inquisitiveness he starts what is this uh, people like gurudev you know he started with inquisitiveness what are these people doing in the himalayas wasting time so it may start with the jitnyasa then then shabda brahmavi then they get convinced and once they get convinced they devote their 100% personality towards the goal they gain that perfection shabda brahman means goes beyond all the fruits of his action realization there is a story about bhartrhari so bhartrhari was a great king and these are all historical Yeah, evidence but really he was a historical person it is not a mythological person because his uh, writings are there <coughs> the vairagya shatakam and uh, the, 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 he has written 100 words on vairagya there are very famous uh, writings so bhartrhari was a great king and uh, one day a mahatma was sitting in the court in a corner he was sitting quietly 
and generally the king see the audience give the audience to people prajapati everybody has got some complaint he attend to that and this mahatma was not giving any complaint nothing was there and everybody has gone at that time the king saw that mahatma is still sitting there so he called him and asked bhagwan what can i do for you i saw you sitting there in the corner for a long time what can i do for you then mahatma said i have come to give you something not that i have come to take from you something what is that he said in the forest there is a very divine tree in that divine tree after so many years one fruit the tree gives only one fruit and that fruit if you take it you become yak and when this fruit was we saw that fruit in that tree and we took that fruit and all of us mahatmas thought that you know we are old saints we have achieved what is to be achieved jeevan mukti avastha we don't need to keep this body young anymore but who has to keep the body young because you are a noble king great king if you become young again and you will be able to rule the kingdom for many years so for the sake of the society and community we thought that we will gift you this fruit hmm. uh, this person said okay you take this fruit you will be healthy so you will be able to rule the kingdom many years and the mahatma gifted him and the king received it and he was very thankful prostrated before the saint and sent him off then keeping the fruit in his hand he started thinking now if i become i eat this fruit i become very young but what will happen to my queen my queen is become old then is a problem so what i want is i love my queen my wife so let her be young so let her be youthful young so he gifted this fruit to his queen and told her the benefit of eating that and then he thought that she will eat it and then whatever she left it and then uh, next day the whole court was over and the evening he was sitting in the balcony and suddenly he saw the the girl who supply vegetable to the royal kitchen and she was carrying a basket on her head with a lot of food and on top of that basket he saw the fruit which he gave to the queen he looked at it hey this fruit is familiar and he told the soldiers hey bring her here and don't harm her bring her so they went and lifted bodily her and brought her in front of the king and she started shivering what is it she has not seen the king in front of her so closely before and she thought that i have done something wrong otherwise this would not have happened and the king said don't be afraid tell me how did you get this fruit oh then she was relaxed okay this is the point that oh this was given to me by the chef royal chef royal chef gave you how did chef gets it 
Then he called the chef. Chef is like a, you know, hefty, round-shaped, and he has no neck, only the head is there and the whole body. And he has to make a trip from his kitchen to the king's chambers, you know. It's an excerpt for him. <laughs> walking, he was not walking, he was uh, rolling. Finally he came and sweating, panting. Oh sir, yes, what can I do for you? <laughs> and king looked at him and said, he took the fruit and said, from where did you get this? To give it to this girl. Then he said, sir, I am hesitant to tell you nothing. This is an order from the king. Tell me. He said, it was given to me by the commander-in-chief's wife. Uh, commander-in-chief's wife? Then he called commander-in-chief's wife. She came running. Hey, how did you get this fruit? She said, this was given to me by my husband. Your husband? Commander-in-chief? Yes. And he was called. How did you get it? So, I don't want to tell you. But what do you mean by I don't want to tell you? Tell me. And he ordered him to tell the truth. He said, I am sorry to tell you, sir. It was given to me by your <laughs> now think about it. See, the king is attached to queen. Now where is the queen's heart? Queen's heart is in the commander-in-chief. Now commander-in-chief's heart is where? His wife. And his wife's heart is where? So chef, think about it. Now chef heart is where? The girl who brings you vegetables. And when he saw that, the chain, he understood that in this world there is nothing permanent. <laughs> you say love, affection, all these things, it is not where the mind goes, where it gets stuck, nobody knows. He left the kingdom, he became a great renunciate. See, these are all things. You see, because Trini was ready for it, because of his Puro Samskara, he reacted that way. If anybody, other kings were, all of them would be killed, chapra. <laughs> the, the, the queen and the commander-in-chief, everybody would have killed. And then he would have taken up somebody else as a queen, isn't it? That would be, but this really was ready because of his Purosam Skara. That made him completely change. He become helpless because of his punya gained in the past life. Jitnyasura Yogasya. He may start with inquisitiveness. Sattva Brahma Divartate. He goes beyond Sattva Brahma. Sattva Brahma means Parabrahma. Adivartate. He go beyond all the Vedas. And he become perfect. Now, prayatna yatamanastu. Prayatna yatamanastu. 
it will wash away our sins. So, Bhagavan is making that clear. 
pranayama or upasaka, they are all called yogis. So, Bhagavan is making that very clear. No, 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 I am not talking about that kind of yogi here. Yogina amapi sarvesham Matgate nantaratmanam Shraddhavan bhajate yomam Same yuktatamo mataha Yoginam api sarvesham among all yogis Madgate nantaratmanaha He who full of faith with his inner self merged in me. Say, yogi also, dhyana yogi also, has to be a such yogi whose mind is totally absorbed in Paramatma, means total devotion. A devoted yogi, yogi alone is not enough here. One who has that total devotion <laughs> to the Lord. So, Shraddhavan Bhajate Yomam. Not only that, the one who worship me with Shraddha, faith, he is, according to me, the most devote. Same Yukta Tamo So, the most devote yogi. Worship means seeking total identification with the Lord. That is called worship here. Love means identification. Devotion means identification. Like every love, ordinary love also, it is identification. Mother's love for child, total identification. She, because of her identification, whatever the child feels, the mother also feels it. <laughs> so that kind of an identification is called devotion. So, this mind's total absorption and identification with the Lord, such a yogi is considered yukta tamo mataha. According to my opinion, he is the highest yogi. So, Bhagavan is talking about that kind of yogi. A yogi, not just a meditator alone, simple meditator alone is not enough, but his heart should melt in love for the Lord. That kind of a meditator, Dhyana Yogi, Bhagavan says, because unless you have devotion, your ego, because otherwise what happened? Ego will be still there that I am a meditator, I am a Dhyana Yogi, I have been meditating for the last so many years. This thought will be there still. So that should be surrendered totally. Yeah, unless that is not absorbed, you will not gain the realization of truth. Therefore, Bhagavan says, in devotion, he totally surrender his identity. Because most of them, we are afraid in meditation. There is one stage will come that you are afraid to dissolve yourself into the total. <laughs> because you want to retain your identity. So, we are afraid to give up our identity. So, that stage will come. That is where Bhagavan says, no, even that is to be given up. 
only then Bhagavad Kripa will come, grace will come on us and he will take you to towards him. So Yoginam Abhisarvesham Madgate Nantaratmana Shuddhavan Kachate Yomam Same Yuktatamo Madha. So sixth chapter, I will give you an executive summary now. Title entitled Dhyana Yoga. In this subject there are few subtopics. What is meditation? Meditation is withdrawing mind's attention from the objective world and turns the mind towards the subject that is one's own consciousness, Atma. That is meditation. Who can do this? Only that person who has inquired into the nature of the subjective science, that is, one who, has, one who is exposed to the teaching, understanding what is the nature of Atma, Paramatma, only such person can do that practice of meditation, Vedantic meditation. Then purpose of meditation, to experience and directly realize the Self and by abide in our own true nature. So we saw that Atma Vishuddhaye, to remove the Viparita Bhavana from the mind, from the intellect. Intellect has collected so much of Vasanas, because of the influence of those Vasanas, we think totally opposite. What we identify with with, uh, things which have no real existence, we identify with an Atma, where our identification should be with Atma, but we do totally opposite. This opposite thinking, called Viparita Bhavana, is due to Vasanas. Unless Vasana Chaya take place, the realization will not take place. Therefore, in order to purify the intellect, we practice this meditation. Then how to practice? Method of practice also were discussed, a quiet, solitary, clean place. Then, you know, Nathityatam all these details we saw in the in in in, uh, in small small detail Bhagavan is given. Then what is that? Uh, sadhana, Andaranga sadhana. Both of them are given. Then, Nathyasnatva Yogosti, the person who eats too much, who sleeps too much, and exert himself too much for him also, yoga is not possible. So, the Yuktahara Viharasya Yukta Jeshtasya Krabhasu Yukta Suktava Bodhasya Yogo Bhavati Dukkaha. A middle path was advised. Everything moderate. And then slowly, slowly withdraw the mind from and then uh, what he calls establish that mind in one's own self. Then how does a yogi live in the world with samattavavana, with reference to circumstances, objects and human relations? 
keep a equanimity. Then we saw in the 29, 30, 31, 32, 3, 4 verses, what is the vision of the yogi. Actually, what is the result of this meditation was given in those verses. Then afterwards, Arjuna asked a doubt and Bhagavan answers that doubt that what will happen. Now, I will not, first he disagrees with the theory that the Samatta Bhavana is not possible because mind is chanchalam. <coughs> then Bhagavan said, it is not, yeah, I know it is difficult, but it is not impossible. With Abhyasa and Vairagya, you can definitely achieve the goal. Then Arjuna had this doubt that what will happen to that person who is practicing this Dhyana Yoga and but he has not achieved the goal, he dies away, what will happen to his effort? <coughs> so Bhagavan says, This noble effort that he put for, he will never go waste. It will prapya punyagradhan logan shitva shashwati samaha so that person, after enjoying himself in the heavenly abode, come down to this world and he will enter into the uh, noble family, noble family and Srimadam, wealthy family, so that he will have a good start. <laughs> then, because of that Purva Punya, Purva Samskara, prompted by that, propelled by that, he will be helplessly driven towards this life. <laughs> Even though parents sometimes object to it, or all the relative may be objecting to it, but this person will do it. <laughs> he will go ahead and do it, because of what? His Pura Samskara. <laughs> so some turning point will happen in his life, that is enough for him to change his entire life. Even Valmiki stories also, he was at a quiet. He must have because of his papa, that last life, some papa he must have done because he lived like a quiet. And the turning point came, Narada came, and then afterwards he was a great saint afterwards. <laughs> so, this turning point will happen and that will lead him towards the Shabda Brahma Adivartade. And with, then he put forth enough effort and then in this life itself, this he will be able to attain. Therefore, Bhagavan says, Tasmat Yogi Bhava Arjuna. Arjuna, therefore, start meditation. That is the point. Bottom line is what? Start meditation. And this practice will definitely help you attain slowly, slowly. Because you may think that so many lives I have to take. <laughs> Doesn't matter. At least start, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you don't start at all, then what is the point? <laughs> See, it is said that 1,000 mile journey starts with one step. <laughs> the first step you have to put, only then the journey will start. If you stand there, then what is the point? You will not start anything. You will not gain anything. So start. Don't say tomorrow, today itself start. <laughs> tomorrow, will, tomorrow will keep going, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. No, today itself, now, that is the point. All right, let us meditate then. <laughs> oh, before that, Om Tatsade Srimad Bhagavad Gita Su Punishat Su 
ब्रह्मविद्यायागशास्त्रे श्रीकृष्णाजुनसंवादे ध्यानयोगो नाम षष्टोध्याय beautiful atmosphere of temple with all deities present there is no better place to practice meditation gently close your eyes look as though looking at the tip of your nose this is to position your head prostrate to sri gurudev's feet chant the name of lord mentally loudly i shall chant you just listen to the sound waves if the form disappears it doesn't matter 
the sound of the mantra is more important. Then slowly, when I give a gap, pay attention to the silence. Then slowly forget about the sound, the mantra. Let the mind glide into the silence. And silence to silence you go. Then your mind becomes still. That still mind is ready to take off. Absorb the silence. A silent mind is with the Lord.
mind is silent. The silent mind is observed by me. That observer, the awareer, the consciousness is myself. Everything else is not me. This shift has to take place. Until then, we have to practice. Slowly, slowly, shani, shani, uparameta, putyat, digrihitaya, atmasamstham, manakratva, nakinjita vishindayet. Go through this sixth chapter again and again. It will help us to progress in meditation.